Hello, this is Garri Oela from the Flick Lab. Okay, this is a small preface. About 10 years ago, I was part of a certain TV production. Now, 10 years later, the editor and director of said production invited our podcast to come and see their first fictional feature film in an early press screening. Well, obviously, me and my co-host Henrik accepted the invitation. And the film tells of hardships of Karelian evacuees leaving their home during the Second World War when Russia attacked Finland. And as a result, Finland lost parts of their territory, leading in mass evacuations. Anyway, you will hear more in the episode itself from us and the writer-director Annika Krov and editor-producer Jon Tervakari. Let's hear the trailer first, though. Welcome to the Flick Lab. I'm Corri. He's Henrik, my co-host. And most importantly, we have Jon Tervakari and Annika Grof joining us. Welcome. Hi, thank you. It's nice to be here. Hello, hello. Thank you. Annika Grof is, of course, the director of today's film that we are talking about. There will be spring. In Finnish, we call it Syksyn jälkeen saapu kevät. It's been a while since we've met. About 10 years ago, I was uh, working in Annika of production Sudanania or Heartbeats. But it's been a while. It's been a while. It's yeah. been 10 years. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Fortunately, we've been keeping in touch and you've been up to a lot of things during that time. We have now done 100 episodes. This is the 101st. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and as, as you remember, in, in the 100, we already talked about that we might in, in the future shape up the format a bit and kind of a let go from strictly sticking to the scene-by-scene scene stuff and instead going with the kind of a general flow of every given episode and every given movie. So it's kind of a feeling that now, oh, 101st, immediately is completely abandoning scene-by-scene scene and, and the previous stuff and doing something completely new. It's, it's almost like we planned this, like real yeah. professionals. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't planning on meeting your, you in the next 500 episodes, but here we are once again. Here we are in the Pinkino Tennis Palazzi in Helsinki, recording this. How did this start? How, how did you come up with this? From 2015 uh, immigration crisis, right? This is mainly coming from... Well, I think uh, 2015, uh, with the, uh, all the immigrants coming from the countries, uh, middle of the war, horrible war. It was something we Europeans hadn't experienced for a while, for decades, I would say. It was the same here in Finland. And uh, I think we all were kind of a bit shocked about these uh, people coming over Mediterranean Sea. And we heard all these stories going on, people dying, people walking through Turkey with small children, with elderly people, and so on. And then there was this 30,000 people coming in 2015 and 2016, maybe 2017. It was 30,000 people coming to Finland. Of course, in other parts of Europe, it was more, but that was the, the amount of people coming to Finland. Then, first, it was like the spirits in in Finland was like, we want to help. We want to help these people. But then, little by little, the political spirit, climate, began to change. And there began to be these kind of racist voices about how we, we don't want these foreign people with foreign cultures and foreign religions and so on coming here because they are suspicious people. There was political forces which thought that these people coming from Syria, from Iran, Iraq and so on, that they are some kind of a threat to us Finnish people. Then there was uh, people like me and people like Jon who thought that this is ridiculous, that we are a five million people nation with good standard of life and it it shouldn't be a problem to take care of these 30,000 people. And those racist voices were so loud and so horrible that I thought that, as I think that many artists began to make art about this kind of new situation. It was something new. And I wanted to do something, but I didn't want to take my camera and go to and, and, and kind of shoot now what is happening now in Turkey or... But I began to think about us as Finnish people. When was the situation the same for us? And that was during the Second World War, when we had the war with Russians and we lost our eastern parts of Finland 
to Russia. And those people over there, it was quite a big area which we lost. It was kind of a half a million, 400,000 who left, who had to leave. And th that amount of people took their things, animals, domestic animals, they took their children, elderly people, and walked out of eastern Karelia and came to the other parts of Finland. And they had to be inhabited somewhere. I claim that the situation was quite the same as in 2015, 16, 17 with Syrian and Iraqi people. My hypothesis was, when I began to write the script for this film, was that we have forgotten ourselves, that we have been through the same thing in 1940s. And because it's, it's, it's been a while, there's still these elderly people who remember what happened. But those who didn't experience it, us younger people, we have forgotten that they have experienced the same, that they came to these places where the local people were suspicious or hostile and so on. There was racism and so So this, this was my thoughts when I began to write. Are you planning for some kind of a wider audience for this film? I'm talking about outside of Finland, some festivals or anything coming up? Uh, yes, of course, we, I think uh, every filmmaker and producer also wants that, that their film would uh, spread out in the world widely, but we cannot make the decision about the film festivals because it's the film festival's job, but we hope that uh, it, it will go as far as um, possible. Also, we're thinking to take this to Estonia, because I think there might be also people interested about these stories about after World War, also in Sweden. That's our plans now, but we have just started this distribution of the film, so let's see how we succeed. Possibly also yes. Latvia and Lithuania, That's because, true. yeah. And maybe after, after this autumn we will be more like wise about this, uh, that right. how we can, how we manage to spread the film distribute it outside of Finland. We start here first, now, next month. <laughs> yeah. Annika, so you are coming from like a documentary background. Let's talk about, uh, at least so far, your, your most known work, Within Limits. Mm. It's about politics, the hard politics in Finland. But that was uh, already 10 years ago. I loved doing that film. I spent over a year in Finnish parliaments, getting to know people, uh, searching for main characters, and getting to know the everyday life of doing hardcore politics in Finland. What it is in, in everyday basis. And searching for the story for the film. Uh, politics is so exciting. And it was so nice to see that people are kind of defending democracy together, yeah. in spite that they are from different parties. I was told that you are never going to get a good story, cinematic story, out of Parliament because it's so dull. And I disagreed. I said that you're, you're going to see, it's going to be interesting. But then uh, I made the movie and I made them see, because it was, it became, uh, it was a thriller, political thriller, 
and that's why I think it still is quite a um, good movie, even though I say so myself. But and you guys have been working for quite a while as well, oh. I suppose since after all of that, when I was uh, in the project that we were doing mm -hmm. together. Yeah, where we fell in love. Right, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Soon. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, yeah. yeah. He can sell you. <laughs> yes, I don't know if um, if your uh, podcast listeners knows that about a little bit more than it's it's ten and a half years ago when you Kari, actually were my editing assistant yeah. in the production, and that's how we knew. No, and uh, you're pain in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> Annika was creating the the TV series and also directing it, and that's actually, I think that's that's the and base. shooting it and shooting also. it also. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe that's the base why we are here today. Mm. So mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> nicely, have... nicely. Yes. <laughs> Appreciate that. And so you kept collaborating on some work or...? Yeah, this is a very common story at this field of profession, yeah. People start seeing each other also personally and that happened to us also. I told him at that time that now we began to see each other and we're kind of an issue together. I don't want to work with you anymore because I want to keep these lives separate. And here we are. It just it just went on this way because I consider him one of the best editors in Finland. And that's why I wanted to work with him as though I didn't want to. But I just thought that, well, he's so good that I want him to edit different things. And when it came apparent that it's also possible that he could produce which i'm interested in doing and we have been do doing together originally commercials after commercials there will be spring and then this documentary long feature documentary which, which is, is under under edits editing yeah. process now so so this is the situation now i don't know where yeah. it is going to end looking forward to it <laughs> yeah. And now you are married, yes? Mm. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah true. for one year yeah. now. Well, mm. congrats. Thanks. Maybe in the film industry there are usually directors and producers who are working together in, with many, many films uh, because they are like good team. And that means that you understand what the other person wants to do. And uh, then the work is more, much more easier and the result is much mm. more better. So I've always thought before we had any kind of relationship that Annika is how I think I really appreciate her as a director and scriptwriter also. And also then the directors are collecting the people that are easy to work with, with the T.O.P. and editor and sound designer and that kind of stuff. And also in that area we match as an editor and director, so that makes us this team <laughs> to make these films together, mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah, I think uh, in many yeah. cases we share the same vision. Yeah, and same that's the most thinking. important thing. Yeah. yeah, vision and thinking and feeling about the how this storyline should go and, and what what's the 
intensity and rhythm and everything. Mm. So that that makes it really nice also working. I, I don't know what makes exactly two chronically stressed podcasters to collaborate when we just keep <laughs> on fighting together. We have all also been kind of married for two years. Yeah, but yeah. It's, a, it's a different story. I, I, I confess nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not the easy thing to be married and do many productions at the same time, because then it's like, I just actually yesterday, Annika told me that I'm tired that we always just talk about this work. Then I was thinking and I was like, okay, if I talk you work things from nine to five, and after that I will tell you nothing. Well, <laughs> because it's really hard to make the line. And when is the working time? My, my office is home, my edit is in home. Annika is writing in home, she has her own room where, where she writes. Hopefully problem. not in the future because I'm, I'm um, dreaming of going abroad and write there and leave the home. Leave home like as it is, it's home. But hopefully I'm with you. And yes, then you, can, you can be, but leave your edit. <laughs> yeah. Leave your edit behind. If you will direct your next feature film in Italy, I'll be there. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'll send you, I'll send you invitation. <laughs> yeah, so indeed this is your first feature film. It must have been quite a different story Fiction than... feature, because uh, Within Limits was also a feature, but documentary. Right. Yeah. But maybe I feel that there's still this kind of, um, I don't know, I got this documentary vibe from the film, how it is pictured. Did, did you have that kind of a guidance for the cinematography when you started doing it? Handheld feel yeah. sometimes, yeah. very natural. It's, it's, I think you're talking about authenticity. Authenticity, yeah. yes. Mm. Yes, it was. It was uh, a decision we made with the cinematographer Jarno Kiuru who is a um, magnificent cinematographer. And um, the thing is that I never actually wanted to do a film which is epoch. It wasn't my, my kind of goal. And when I ended up thinking about the situation, political situation with the immigrants in 2015, and I realized that we had this connection to 1940s, it was kind of clear that uh, even though I don't want to do Epoch, I have to. But I didn't want to make Epoch film which kind of looks like Epoch. I, I wanted to do it like we feel, like we feel the main characters and the people in the film as we knew them, as they were people at this era. I was talking a lot about that to Jarmo when we were thinking about how we were going to do this cinematically, kind of how, how are we going to shoot this, what is our principal thinking and thought about that, it was the authenticity and the thing that we don't want to make epoch, we want to make a story, we want it to feel as much as this our time as possible. So we wanted to skip all this uh, <laughs> you can translate this. <laughs> we didn't want to make it kind of stiff and, you know, the, the camera standing. We wanted to kind of uh, live beside the characters and kind of breathe with them.
And we also wanted to skip the uh, all the dustiness about the 1940s and make it bring there some modern elements. And this was one of them. The cinematography was one of them. And in the centerpiece, we have a character called Anni, uh, played by Asta Sveholm. When you talk about the story, there is this uh, family or families who have had to leave their home in Karjala, what we might call rural Karjala, the border region Karjala, which they leave and they are taken as foreigners or Russians or the other people when they relocate. Anni is seemingly in love with Tauno, but there's also some other motivations for her, possibly to keep it going. You can probably read it in a couple of different ways. Actually, you have quite a lot of seasoned actors, but they had to speak a language that was not their own. How did that come about? How much language learning had to be done? And how much of a mountain was it to cross for the actors? Well, this language, it's Livvi. It's a Karelian language. One of the Karelian languages. Uh, there is not so many people anymore who actually speak the language. But in 1940s there was. The reason why this film is spoken by it is that the story is about family who comes from the northern parts of Karelia, yeah. which was this Livvi Karelian language area. They come from Salmi. Livvi was the mother language yeah. of these people. They actually didn't know so much Finnish when they came to Finland. Some of them spoke Russian, but not Finnish. So there was these people who didn't actually speak Finnish at all, even though they were Finnish people. We wanted to be authentic about this thing also. And I thought that when I'm telling a story about this kind of group of people, I want them to speak their language. I did my research, of course, before that. I researched their culture, their religion, which is Orthodox. And then I uh, wrote the scripts and we rehearsed the key scenes of the script with all the uh, actors. We wanted to kind of rehearse the um, expression first without the foreign language. Then the transcription came after that and then we rehearsed all over again with Livi Karela language. So we rehearsed two times and that was it and uh, in rehearsals we have the translator with us all the time and also during the shooting when we were shooting the Libby Karelian language scenes he was there listening if it, if it goes wrong or right and that was absolutely necessary and for our listeners we we might reiterate that this was during the second world war when we in Finland lost uh, part of that region and so these speakers of Livvi are nowadays living both in Russia and Finland around the border area. Today it seems that there's about 31,000 speakers of this language in total and sounds like a very beautiful language. I would say that this would be even more close to what 
Tolkien might have used in the Lord of the Rings as his inspiration for yeah. the elf language. Oh, yeah. 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 One thing I'd like to say about that, I'm really proud that we use the real Karelian language with this Livid dialect, if it's the correct way to say, because um, that's something that it's makes the film feel like more real, because it's not just uh, like Finnish to speak in Karelian style or, or Karelian dialect, yeah. so that it's total own language. Many times, maybe also, of course, American films, they are based in somewhere, for example, they make film in Iran and everybody speaks English because it's yeah. American film. <laughs> and here also we might do films of uh, Swedish people or Russian people or Estonian people or Karelian people and everybody speaks Finnish. So that's nowadays it's it's kind of boring I think. Uh, so that's why I'm also like I'm really happy that we have the, the correct language here. Well, if what? you if you ever get to Netflix, I hope there will won't be a dubbed version of your film where everything is spoken in English. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that would be yeah. funny. Yeah. But I have to tell you that it was a, a strange experience uh, when we began to rehearse with actors in Libby first time, because uh, even though I, I had written the script, but then when they began to speak with one another lines, I didn't understand a thing. I was watching them and I was thinking that, okay, uh, what are they saying? I, don't, I didn't remember anything which I had written. It was like looking at somebody else's film or somebody else's scenes. Yeah. It was really strange because I don't understand the, the language. Okay. So it was yeah. like yeah. I was trying to figure out where are they going, like, and so on. So it was really strange. How much did you learn the language then? Not, uh, not really at not all? Not really, no. Uh, okay. Some words. It must be a really challenging situation to direct. Yes, place. yes it is. Yes it is. It's different. It's really different. But we managed. <laughs> There's a lot of interesting themes in the film, something that can be really up to your interpretation, how you, how you read it. There's a lot of things that we can this time talk about to our, our listeners when it comes to the uh, plot. So yeah, there's no scene by scene today. And I encourage everyone around the world, of course, to come to Finland to see the film so they can see for themselves. How was it as an editing experience? Jorn. It is hard to produce and edit film same time because both of those parts of the work is quite big. So you have to do the two big jobs same time and editing is something that you you totally like go into and you forget everything else you just go with the story. But then when you always have like your phone is ringing, you got emails and you get stuff which is also like uh, like uh, like stopping your thinking and the mood when you're editing. So, uh, Are you still a big fan of Premiere or how was this edited? Uh, I'm maybe I'm not fa I'm not fan of any any of these uh, programs, but. Uh, during this moment, uh, Premiere and Resolve are the, <laughs> the main things I'm used, but at this moment. But otherwise, I mean, like, because the main job that you do is to 
when you edit it's it's not the program it's just you like think and feel the film and pictures and how do you tell the story and what's the rhythm and bass and you need, really need to concentrate that and that's why it makes a big job and it's lonely job also of course Annika is always there supporting me but I cannot like talk all my things when I'm edit edit with her so that's why it's a it's kind of lonely I think directing is also a very lonely job, actually. Uh, <clears throat> so it took a lot of time, and of course, the way we produced this, because we didn't got any like big fundings for Finnish Film Foundation or YLE or stuff like that. So everything we had to do ourselves, and uh, that makes it quite a big job, and uh, so heavy job that. If I would make a new decision, I wouldn't do this again, actually. I'm happy now that we are here, but if I could make another choice, I wouldn't do it, actually. I tried to figure out some other ways to, to make it. So, the editing was slow, and also there was I, I went to travel for, for a while, and we took another editor there for that time when I was traveling. Sorry, Antikainen. Yes, and... Uh, Sari is the editor that I trust because I've been working with her m many years and uh, and sharing same thoughts about how to edit stuff. So, and Sar Sari is really like, how should I say, really low ego and uh, really uh, patient person. So that felt good option. And Sari actually cut it through once. Mm. Uh, made a good, good version. Very good version. I don't know how long, I don't remember how long she worked with the film, but it was kind of ready, or quite yeah, quite yeah. long version. And then it came back, I came back home and uh, we changed. Then it came back to my edit table. And uh, editing is the stuff that it's really hard to share between two peoples because it's the personal rhythm, the personal feeling. Uh, but with Sari, it went really, really well. I was like so like happy what I saw that she had found from the material and how she used it. And then I right away understood why she was doing some stuff like that. So that went really well and it was interesting. And that was good experience. I also have had in my history some not so good experience uh, when a few persons have tried to edit the same thing and it's just total catastrophe. But, but this was good. It was conversational, kind of between. Yes. The two. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's the good way to say it. Say it, and um, that's why there is two editors in this film, and I'm really happy that it 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 was with the uh, with Sari. I can't find any other person who would uh, I would get along so well with with sharing a, a feature film editing. Not tearing each other's hairs every day. Yeah. 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 Or then you have to like remake. Oh, this is not good. I, I would do this differently. Then I have to start all over again. And then the other person continues and then she or he is like, Oh no, I have to do this all over again and it will never finish. But this was opposite. It was like creating the next level and creating the next level and so on. So basically editing for 18 hours, then sleeping, then somebody else taking over. <laughs> well, maybe there was like a few months in, in one person. And then after it came back to me, my edit, and I edited, then I also showed it to Sari and said that, please tell me what you think about it. And, and we, we talked about it, but, uh, but then she didn't did any cuts after that. 
So I was like the main responsibility of the what, what, where the cuts are <laughs> in the mm -hmm. film. Mm -hmm. but, but she did so big job and I'm, I'm so grateful. And it's very relaxed cutting. Uh, yeah, it, of course how Jarmo and Annika have, has made the material, uh, it's, there are a lot of scenes that are based on like they use only one shot. And we try to keep that in, in edit. Of course, you, you have always have to make some changes. But uh, I'm thinking that, uh, for example, in um, fine art, when, when there is like picture or, or paint, and there might be like a lot of empty space, which is meaningful. So the same kind of idea that, that we just stay there with the character and it's meaningful. So we don't just rush, rush on because usually actually I'm, I'm, I'm quite of editor who just like doing a lot of <laughs> cuts and going really speedy stuff. Uh, so this is, this is first time that I actually, I'm tried like stop with the material or with the atmosphere, but I like the empty space thinking. It's not empty, but it's like uh, space, space to also to think and yeah. to feel when Annie's little brother, for example, is telling that uh, he heard this bird when he was in uh, front line, yeah. And then we just stay there with the picture and and we can see how he's like chewing the cheekbones and we can understand that it's really traumatic to him. But we just stay there. There were a lot of like long takes and you would then kind of cut it from Maybe you would have two angles and then you would try to work it out with this, this, this long takes. Was it challenging to put it together or did you have to use a lot of cutaways to make it work? Did you have to take a lot of additional shots to maybe close-ups to tie it together? Or it just worked pretty well as it was when changing from direction to direction the camera? Uh, I think in every film there are scenes that go just like they planned yeah. and every film has scenes that you have to do like everything in the edit and like needling work from thousand small pieces and try to do some picture effect and everything to make it good and you and i saw that you did some additional shots also uh yes we make but that was all uh, nature nature okay. shots not with, not with actors. Not, yeah, not with Nothing actors. With actors. And that was uh, also decided when we start to film because we needed to film these different scenes of uh, winter time, uh, when the spring comes, and those kind of weathers and animals that we need to. <laughs> we were with Annika actually quite a few nights uh, staying there in the forest with the camera. Yeah. and just waiting yeah. just uh, to get <laughs> yeah. when is the some animals here yeah, <laughs> yeah. and birds and, and looking birds. for where yeah. is that kind of a bird yes it never yeah, came yeah. <laughs> then it yeah. was it was already the morning and we had to go home and yeah, it was so cold next nights. yeah next night again yes <laughs> and it was midsummer party actually really party for us we spent it in the night in the forest and our cars was stuck yeah. <laughs> in there in the night and yeah there is a lot of stories about that but yeah. but no we didn't have to like like remake pictures or remake material for for edit in that as that uh, point of view 
as mentioned, the film deals with really heavy topics. We already did, did, did discuss about the 2015 and the refugee crisis, but there's also the kind of a glorified history of the Finnish war, which is also something that is brought into question in, in, in There Will Be Spring. So I, I guess it's topical to ask, during the production of the film, or now that the film is out, were you or are you guys nervous about how people will find the film and how they will react to the movie? Uh, no. No. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not nervous about that. It is true that there is lots of people, I didn't know this earlier until I began to do this research work for the script, but then I found out that there actually is quite a bit of Finnish people who don't want to talk about the uh, 1940s and what happened after these people who had lost their homes, after they began to come to the other parts of Finland and they had to be habited somewhere. There have been so much confrontation between people, between different cultured people at that time. And there have apparently happened so much things, bad, bad things, which I don't know what it is. Such bad things that they don't want to go back and think about them. They don't want to talk about them. They don't want to talk about those times, as they told me. There is things, there is uh, something that hurts people still. I myself, I think that, for example, films or art or literature, that we keep talking, that we keep thinking that these things existed and they still exist, that helps. And now as we see that we see these confrontations coming again to surface and being part of our our lives now then i think that these things must be talked about so i'm not nervous about that if i'm nervous of something it's it's like what people think about the film itself is it good or bad do they understand anything about that but not about the opinions about this issue. Okay, because it's it's kind of a heavy issue altogether the 1940s to 1944. Basically to everybody, I would say in Finland, from what I've understood the situation or, or the discussion that goes around when it came to the Karelian evacuees, there, there is there's kind of an official truth that we have in, in, in Finland, how things happened. That they, they evacuated and they were met warmly and... There are two truths, there's the official truth and then there is what most likely happened during those times and the per personal stories of the people who had to go through that. And because of that, it's kind of, kind of interesting to... For, for us podcast hosts, it's interesting to see how people will take the mm. film, mm. how they will feel about the fact that the film kind of questions the, the official truth and the mm. official narrative that we mm. have and what the reaction will be. But at, at the same time, if I would be either director or producer of the film, I myself might be having some sleepless nights at the moment. Thank mm. you. <laughs> 
I'm not. Uh, well, but you you put it quite well mm. that there is this official truth mm. and the official narrative, where where Finnish people welcomed all the evacuees from Karelian or Hango or the northern part of Finland, and uh, gave them some land to cultivate and places to stay and shared that that was the official narrative is that it was a time of sharing and it didn't go that way it i i would say that it rarely went that way because everyone was of course everyone was worried about themselves and how they cope in this changing situation and after the war when there was poverty and so on and people were forced to give away their lands part of their lands part of their property and taking people living under their roof even though there wasn't much space there could be two rooms and already you know, uh, living eight people, and now there comes this eight people more. So it was difficult, and and there was fighting, and there was, you know, racism, and there was not accepting. Of course, I don't, myself, I don't understand why it is so difficult to talk, talk about this. Why is it so difficult? Because people, you know, human being, we all know how 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 he is of course wants to take care of himself first that's the thing but our i think our message with this film is that even though we are what we are and of course we have to survive everyone but that doesn't count out being empathetic and being understanding so if we have five million people here and there comes thirty thousand people from elsewhere we can first be empathetic and try to help and uh, it isn't excluded even though we want to survive ourselves too uh, of course there are good stories we all know and there are bad stories but for myself my family from my mother's side is is from uh, Karelia and they spoke this Libby language my grandfather was born in Karelia and he was two years old when they came here like like the family of this film they came to this side and his father so my grandfather's father was writing diary every day of his life and my mother is keeping uh, writing those in computers so it's easier to make search and and read those and there are a lot of stories about how things went and uh, it also confluenced in, in my life, I'm born in 80s. When my mother was a child, uh, she was like beaten up after school because, uh, yeah, you're you're like Russian from Russian. And my mom was like, I don't understand what they talk about because they keep it secret in, even from my mother about the background because it was so afraid to tell the background that, that you are from Karelia and you speak, you're Orthodox and you speak this different language and the name was changed. My grandfather's name was Maurit Tarasov, and it became Mauri Tervakari. And my company name is Tarasov Films, and my name is Tervakari. Mm. So it's 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 quite close. And also when I was young, and I was in Orthodox, I was in school, and and people were thinking, why are you so yeah, and different and blah blah blah. 
so it still confluence about a little bit maybe not anymore during these days but if we think it was in the 40s but because it's so like people don't talk and everybody tries to protect themselves and be quiet and change the names and because they're afraid so yes there was good stories but yes there was also like bad stories racism yeah it was racism yeah let's, let's be clear yeah and uh, unfortunately Karelian people also they ain't the only time when uh, us Finns have been on a row when it comes to to oppressing basically other cultural aspects within Finland and things that we kind of don't qualify as Finnish. The, the other famous case is the case of Sami people, Sami people to yeah. whom we did the exact same thing when it came to cultural oppression and denying them from their own tradition and yeah. trying to kind of suppress and change them pretty forcibly. Mm. And see, seeing how we kind of have a long bonded history with, with pulling this this stunt and coming from there, from from Sami people from 1940s to 2015, seeing kind of the similar type of situation brewing once again. As an artist, I kind of have to ask you guys, do you think that we now are changing like as, as people, as fiends and as, as groups that have gone through these kind of experiences. So, like, so how we, we learned. We, yeah, how we learned. Ha, have us Finns kind of learned to be better, or are we on the road to become better? And at the same time, the Karelian people and some people who have had these painful experiences, are they now finding the courage to talk about what they went through? Because in, in production of the film, you also did mention that there were a lot of people who said that. Let's just not open the box. Let's get the past hidden and not talk about what happened. The thing is that it's usually said that human species develops all the time towards being more human. If we think about, you know, ancient times, how it was, how the societies was and, and so on. When we're living in uh, 2020, we should be now very much developed. <laughs> <laughs> but we aren't. If we are looking at the political situation in Finland, for example, these days, political conversations, for example, uh, one party like Perussuomalaiset are based on hatred speech. And that's the true Finns that people might true know Finns. internationally yeah, as well. Yeah, true <laughs> Finns. So, and they aren't the only party who has taken this very harsh form of speech as their equipment. And that tells me that we haven't developed towards empathetic species as much as we could have. If we were, we maybe hadn't done this film. But I think it's an ever-continuing battle that those who appreciate minorities, are they cultural, are they gender, are they sexual, are they whatever, based on, on religion, but minorities, those who think that they have the right to exist, those have to battle against them who wish only, who only see 
one kind of a people being privileged to exist. This is my opinion. I think this is this is not all, also during these times not only a problem here in Finland, uh, but there are also like the the cultural proud things that are really good things. Like uh, nowadays, I've heard that these, uh, for example, Karelian living Karelian speaking people have have grown a little bit, and among young peoples, they are like uh, like doing all kind of. Uh, Karelian stuff and also Sami people, Sami stuff, and it starts to kind of live an, a new life. And yeah. uh, I think Finland here, because we are so like far away from big world, and there is this ocean between, we always have to fly somewhere if we want to go. Uh, I think that uh, here things are just changing slow, and we're not so, we're still kind of stick that every people here is like. Lutheric and white and we have like certain kind of idea what like a basic Finnish person is and are and what kind of stuff he or she do But maybe we need more time. We are like a teenager in this uh, International here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because if you go in middle part of Europe They're like all kind of religious all kind of people all kind of languages but and everything and that's normal. Racism of course there exists. is yeah, but that yeah, and mm. that uh, it's mm. like a growing up and all people over. can yeah all over. But like basically, I still I think that we are still not used to this mm. international mm. mixed mm. people here. Yeah, we are younger. We are young, yeah. nations. Yeah, we're younger nations. Yeah, and we are also quite blind yeah. to look backwards, mm. which this film is really good. Yeah, we so. ha we have this notion that we are. At, at least in my opinion, we Finns often take pride in in exactly how backwards we are. Yeah. Like we, we still want to define ourselves as a as a nation and as as values by basically upholding the, the lifestyle and the and the values of, of well nineteen thirties and nineteen forties. Yeah. And and we still try to even even today we we try to define kind of a, what is Finland and what type of a person a Finn is based on mm. those age-old values mm. and we are somehow afraid and hesitant to kind of upgrade kind of the image that we have mm. about yeah. the Finn. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But I think that we all have the responsibility to understand, to have some kind of understanding different kind of towards different kind of people, different than ourselves, different from ourselves. I have always thought that it's my responsibility as a parent to show them that there is different kind of people and different kind of thinking, different kind of ways of lives. For our tech nerds of the podcast, would you like to talk about the gear that you have used for filming it? Uh, we use this Blackmagic uh, Ursa 4.6K PL camera. PL mount. Then we rent the lenses and um, we use uh, these old lenses. I we, thought so, yeah. We it got definitely this, looks like this. Certain kind of style. Style for that film and uh, I'm sorry I don't remember which were the lenses but <laughs> old lenses anyway. And that it made a little bit it, it's softer and uh, film look like. Um, so, so how much is that like uh, natural uh, the blurriness that you get with this effect or is it touch it's digitally as fully well? natural from mm -hmm. the lens yeah Pretty even it's 4.6 there is uh, actually 
few pictures. There is one picture where we use this like super expensive Arri 4K, some super 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 objective. And uh, it was like shock in the eyes when, when it came to edit and we had to put it in, in that material. So we needed to blur and soft it. And there is one uh, few other pictures that we shot in my own lenses that are also like newer and sharper. So that those we had to blur a little bit to, to make them fit well. But the main pictures are shot with those uh, old lenses. What about the, the, let's call it an establishing shot of this, uh, there's a moon during the night sky. Oh, that's the old lens. Yeah, and that was completely natural, the yeah. film that location. Yeah. Our cinematographer Jarmo Kiuru was driving in the cottage where, where he was living in the forest during, during the shooting. So, so he just stopped and made some beautiful night, night pictures. And there was one of those where this moon and one of those where, where the horses on the field in the night and the trees that the fork is formed with the trees and, uh, and that kind of stuff. So they are like really made in... It's the real moon, yeah. We didn't <laughs> put it in there in the post. Yeah. The effects things we did was mainly like, like, oh my God, there is a lamp in the picture. We need to remove it, that kind of things. I think, yeah, there's also multiple ways to read the timeline, as you depicted in the film. Like something would happen actually in order, or then you can read it that it's not. Uh, for example, I think the, the, the forest scenes with, with Varys and, uh, and all that kissing. and uh, mm. I think there's a lot of kind of complicated editing going on. Was it, was it during the dance scene or something? You're you kind of combining so many different time periods possibly. This dancing, yes. I wonder if it was all scripted or you just came up with it like let's cut Actually, here. It was, was scripted. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was scripted, but when Anni is walking through the forest, forest that wasn't scripted. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. originally. No. Yeah. You had storyboard as well? No, nope. we didn't. No. Oh, pretty well, pretty well done. <laughs> yeah. We made a quite precise plan for the shooting with Jarmo, but we had had the storyboard kind of written down, but uh, we didn't we didn't feel like needing the exact storyboard. How about the internal shots? Are they actually shot in location mostly? Yeah, they are all of them. All of them. Yeah, in the actual. Location. And the film itself is based on Lapinlahti, but it was filmed completely in Rasapuri. Yes. Yeah. Everything included. Yeah. Nice. About the international appeal, what do you think is the, the thing that most would appeal or work for the international audience from your film? I would say that the grasp of the film, which is made of, that would be the what appeals to international. It's, it's originality as its grasp, kind of how it's made, what is the spirit of the film, how does it feel like. And Finns, for sure, the, the just the cultural element mm -hmm. of the language mm -hmm. is yes. huge for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really glad that you are trying to bring more attention to these languages that are unfortunately dying. So it's great to see. And I also hope that in, uh, internationally the, the main issue here, which is this uh, racism and that kind of thing, so it's so common. So I hope that 
people find it out through their own culture and mm -hmm. through their own environment and, and yeah. so that that's quite local now nowadays so oh. that also I hope that the main message is uh, valid mm. in many many countries during these days mm. so once again uh, what's next for you guys what's gonna happen next what's gonna come out well we are going to finish editing the, the feature documentary long yeah which we are making about politics concerning science and about Finnish politics hard politics That's and we can expect that in 2021 yes yes uh, it's now in the film editing I'm currently editing that same time here with this this <laughs> work for this uh, there will be spring film and Wiley has already bought the documentary and uh, so it will be next spring it must be ready mm. there will be spring there will be spring <laughs> and then there will be another mo film yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you this this film was also affected of course by the COVID-19 this was originally scheduled for early 2020 and now we're here do you think this will have any effect on how successful your film is gonna be are you talking about now this there will be spring film? yeah there will yeah, be yeah. I'm jumping a bit yeah that was supposed well that was supposed we, we need uh, was supposed to have the premiere at the May and uh, well because the situation and the film theaters were closed we will have it now and August and we'll see I hope that uh, things will go well and people want to go to movies after a long break and uh, of course well for us the uh, good thing, if I may say so, is that the big Hollywood films are like uh, yeah. coming even more later. So, so there is more space for for Finnish films now. It's fortunate, maybe for you, that we have a pretty good COVID situation here. So, maybe yes. people will actually go see it. Yes, and uh, so so that thanks. Uh, <laughs> one one of my friends said that thanks to Trump's politics. We don't have the Hollywood films here yeah. during our <laughs> premiere time, yeah. so so let's see. We hope that people find this, and uh, we would get also, of course, a lot of people to see the film and uh, share this uh, main message of it. It's going to be interesting times because the, the Tenet film was uh, postponed, but now, to my great surprise, it's actually coming in late August. Oh, so maybe it? the business is yes. starting to get up back to its feet and. James Bond is still scheduled for November, yeah. and maybe Tenet will encourage them to keep it in November. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of audiences, what has been the response from the Karelian regions and people yeah, affected by, by your film? We don't know yet because... During the production phase? Uh, well, during that, yes, there's people are interested about these issues and themes that we're doing this and this is first like Karelian language is fe feature film mm. and uh, so that yes people are really like oh wow that's, mm. that's good and nice I think for a lot of Finns they don't know too much about the Eastern Finland and yeah. 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 should definitely take more yeah, trips and, it, yeah. and it's Russia those places are Russia yeah those yeah mm. yeah and seeing that you got so many experienced seasoned act actors I guess this has been some kind of a passion project for mm. many yeah. of them mm. Yeah. yeah. So they say. So they say they they wanted to. They wanted to be part of it. Yeah. They liked the story. 
they thought that the themes uh, in the story were uh, important to tell. And they, I think most of them also liked the possibility to, to act with this Livvi Karelian language. But of course, as a scriptwriter, it was nice to hear that they wanted to be part of the story that this film included. So. Okay, let's tease our friends here with some quickies. Uh -huh. So, favorite scene from your film? I like the, uh, the night, night conversation between the sister and the brother. Mine is when... Uh, when Anne is really upset and angry and he goes to Turkka to ask... To Tauno. To Tauno. Turkka is the name of the actor. So, goes to Tauno to say what, what she wants and what the family needs when she's really ang angry. angry yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite. To me, maybe the uh, dancing scene. The, oh, really? The, yeah, there the, the, oh, is the cross-cutting yeah, the cross between the, oh, what, yeah. what happens on... Between what happens on the dance hall and with the mother, mother yeah. and I kind of I got this kind of a feverish tempo from the cutting and from how the sound starts to kind of play out, mm. how it starts to gain in in tempo and in volume, and then how it all of a sudden it comes very kind of a centralized into the main singer. Mm. 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 It's mm. nice to hear. Yeah. Nice to hear that. Favorite quote or favorite line. Or lines from the film. Katoha reikkalaisia. Mine is maybe minä olen mies. Short ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to go with that. I, I am a man, also. Yeah. Pretty much because it, it was, perhaps it was. At least for me, it was, it was the single quote that best, in, in best way encapsulated the whole theme mm. yeah. and the, the whole kind of disconnect that that only had to, he, to her brothers. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I would have to go with the juoksa. Juoksa, Liitu, Juoksa. Run, Liitu, Run. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That tells her that you are a little bit romantic person. Mm. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, Anne, favorite kill of this film? We come from a horror movie background, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every <laughs> kill. So now you can be really creative. Okay. Okay. Kill. Maybe, maybe, maybe kill of the ego of Tauno. Nice one. I would have gone with, well, the kill of racism, in a sense, which is what you're doing. Eric? For my end, most likely, Tauno Varikses grows mm. a manhood lost in the front. Mm. Never forget. Mm. Mm. Well, one of my favorite is when Anni is killing her uh, thrustment towards her mother when, uh, when she gets like upset and angry yelling to mother that shut up mm. and mm. after that when she's killing that feeling mm. and continues mm. Mm. helping mm. the mother I think mm. that that's one that's not mentioned here and it's mm. also good yeah. so that's why I yeah. choose that yeah, yeah.
Good one. Maybe we, we could introduce one old classic from our questions. Might be something that you can respond easily. I don't know. Which image best exemplifies this film? We, what is the kind of the defining shot of the film? I have a, I have a few, so it's really hard to make one decision. Well, it's it's only writing because it's it's yeah. the freedom. And uh, also our marketing key art picture, where Anni is eyes closed and Tauno is touching her shoulder behind, behind a little bit blur. I would go once again One. with the gallop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a very dreamy vibe that I, I kind of li like this. Uh... It's funny that you said that dreamy, because that was in, in many scenes what, what, what we did. And for example, in edit, editing, and also sound designing part of uh, works. So we were talking about this. It's it's kind of a dream. And this scene is kind of it could be dream also, and it mm. could be real. Mm. That was many times we were talking about this. Mm. So it's it's nice that you use that word. Mm. Um, perhaps the all, all the many moments of Manu being complete brain jackass. <laughs> Anything that pulls you in, particularly? The parts where Anni is in her own thoughts, thinking about something, how something feels, especially Tauno, how Tauno feels, or when she's uh, kind of remembering how a man feels, or what is the sense of man. I think that. I, I really love the the part when Annie is, it's the second time when in the film Annie is seeing Tauno in the forest and they are kissing and that kind of thing and then that, that Tauno is taking a little bit distant and and uh, Annie, Annie is like frustrated because same time she's like like adult woman and so child and, and she's mm. in that border and, and saying these, these things that, 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 that don't, don't you think you don't like me or something. I think that's, that's mm. something I really feel something inside me when I look on it because she's so uh, honest and open there, mm. that character. So I really like that. I'm always like smiling when I'm looking at that. Uh, Scissors of Sacrilege is the next section. So this is where we say what we would change in the film. I think we haven't used this category for a while, but I think it would be kind of pertinent here, so... Uh, this is interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is. would be something that you would change. Uh, oh, oh, I we? I thought yeah. you. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, yeah, now yeah, we want to... <laughs> well, as a director, I think you always have things yeah. you would want to change, and, and especially in this case when it was uh, two and a half years ago when we shot this film, so it, it's been a while. Three years ago. Three years ago, is it? More than three years ago. More than three years ago, yes. really? Yes, 2017. Oh my God. May. So of course I would like to change some things, but amazingly few. Yeah, for me there is a lot of like uh, starting from the production. <laughs> 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 yeah, two things, a lot, a lot of differently thinking the production, but as a film editor, 
there is always yes you would like to make it more better 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 but in this film and this case if I even if I would have a chance I wouldn't like to recut anything because I think I would spoil it if I would start it again because it, it good as it is now so not as a film editor no complete the sentence please you really know you're watching Syksyn jälkeen saapuu kevät when... Dot, dot, dot. You really know you're watching Syksyn jälkeen saapuu kevät when you cry all over again. When you are sitting and you don't dare to breathe because you want to concentrate what you're looking for. When you don't understand the language. <laughs> and when you're thinking that they are talking about <laughs> when no no you're... pleasure no? Okay. are you going to answer also when you when you're in a kind of a cultural dream that feels like your own but it's still something different mm. you get this brotherly feeling towards this language and mm. this mm. Whole world yeah something like this mm. Henrik I too have to go with the language Mm. Yeah. Like that's that, like mentioned a couple of times already, we don't have a have a film that would use the the Livikarilian mm. language. Mm. So of course, naturally, when when you are Finnish audience member and you are watching the film, and you kind of immediately pick up that hey, this is that the disconnect between the film being a Finnish movie and all of a sudden the language being something you don't outright recognize and at the same time you are picking something that you actually do understand and what you do know what the, what the word means. Three adjectives to describe the film. Somber, dreamy, Shadows. beautiful. Mm -hmm. oh. Good ones, thank you for that. Tragic and you say this next time. Uh, happening in shadows. Uh, and rain. Intimate. Henrik, would you recommend the film? Uh, I would. It wasn't exactly what I was expecting it mm -hmm. to be mm -hmm. when I first time heard about what, what the film is going to be about. Mm. I was expecting something a bit more traditional, uh, perhaps something like, like you said, precisely what you didn't want to make more epoch. Uh. And also, perhaps a narrative that would cover more concentrate on how how the evacuee situation went on historically, like timeline-wise. Whereas uh, the finished film is is not so much about how it happened. It, mm. It's more about what it meant to this one family, what it meant for for that smaller unit. But uh, Oh, after kind of getting over that and realizing that that's not what I'm going to, uh, to get and kind of starting to pay more attention to, to what I am getting, I, I do admit that it, it was really effective movie and I, I always, I, I myself, I always see these kind of films, kind of a torchbearer films, the films that carry kind of a legacy with them. Because uh, through through there will be spring. It's it's not just telling 
a version of, of the story of what these people went through. But especially in, in this film's case, it's also kind of a carrying with, it, with itself the Libby Caribbean language. Mm. And this way, it, it kind of works in both ways. It, it helps us to remember what happened and get ourselves familiarized with what happened and, and the history of, of the Caribbean evacuees. Mm. But at the same time, it can also kind of a help to defend the Libby Caribbean language from becoming completely extinct, which is something that at the moment threatens it, as it's one of the forgotten languages in, in Finland. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I wasn't sure what to expect as well uh, of the film, but it might be this kind of a film where it's a good idea to read the synopsis be before you dive into it because of the certain focus points that it has from the Karelian region or, or what happened there and would definitely of course recommend the film. It's uh, hopefully giving more focus or uh, exposure for Libby Karelian language. Maybe you will start a new trend in Finland where we don't have to watch comedy all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm really happy that this is totally not there's no comedy in, in this film. Yeah. All these one, one small but There joke. is lightness still. There, yes. There is there lightness. There is lightness. Even mm. it's mm. really melancholic. There is mm. light. Mm. Mm. It, it's not so heavy. Mm. But the thing is that I wonder what those people who come to see the film like in the in small provinces of of Finland, who are these elderly people who have their own memories about this time and they see the movie and it's not historic <laughs> 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 and there is these scenes yes. in bedrooms and so on, so it's not probably the one they expected. Yeah, that's what I'm actually waiting, that what will happen. Yes, yes, let's see <laughs> what, what will be the feedback. They want to see the yes, Evacco yeah. film. Yeah, and it's not Actually, this might yeah. be a little bit different. Yeah, the traditional Evacco film. Given that we have four minutes left, I will push a little bit ahead yeah. here. So, is there any links or something that you want to share or say hi to somebody from the production or whatnot? Well, of course, everyone who made this film and, and, and all the all who supported us and trusted us and knew that uh, somehow understood that what we tried to do. That support and work, I'm always grateful. And where can people go to find out more about your flick? Tarasov.org, there you can find also the page of the film. Yeah. And once again, the film will be out on 28th of August, 2020. And we are extremely grateful that we got this opportunity to see the film way before the premiere. And it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. It was, it was nice, nice to be, to be here. here. Yes. yes. And Henrik, in my back, if you would like to go there, hopefully not getting COVID, there is something. <laughs> there is COVID there in the back. A little present yeah. for you. Whoa. Oh my god! What is yeah. it? This is uh, this is uh, 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 alcohol. This is some traditional vodka from Latvia. Oh, so. that's so from nice. Latvia. Forty percent yeah. volume alcohol. Oh. Yeah, yeah suits me. And apparently, it's de developed using eggs. 
Really? Ah, I believe it has more information about it there. <laughs> okay. Really yeah, it's language. English. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. No yeah. Thank you for this. It's and thank going you to be used. This well. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's better that we don't. We, we have been drinking too much lately. So <laughs> go ahead. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Uh, once again, congrats for the film. Hope it will be successful and your future projects. And hope to meet you once again in the near future. You too, thank you. Everybody, please listen, flick clap. <laughs>